So I, I just, I have a question. Do we pray for the Chiefs to win today? I mean, is that, is that appropriate or, or what, how do you, <laughs> theologically, I mean, what, what do we do? I mean, I mean, I just have to warn you, I, I, my interaction with God started praying for sports wins. So I know how to pray for it. So do you want it? Do you want the win? Okay. All right. So <clears throat> yeah, there, dude, you get an extra granola bar from the thing. That's good. So, you know, it's interesting, you know, we have sports theology, we have all sorts of things. I think besides sports theology, my first theology that I learned because uh, I didn't grow up in the church, and so I just kind of grabbed tidbits from things, was from my friend Eric, a childhood friend. And, and Eric would just always say this thing, and Eric liked to eat, and so he'd drop food in the dirt, or dirt, and he always say, God made dirt, so dirt don't hurt. And it just, that's honest, quite honestly, that's probably one of the biggest part of my theology, is God made dirt, so dirt don't hurt. And I, I use it to this day, something happens. And, but I learned two things from it, right? Like God's good, right? I mean, it's, hey, if, if God made it, it's good. And, and if you drop something in the dirt and, and it's five second rule or something, you're, you're good. So, but, you know, we have all sorts of things that we grab from time. And, and, and it's not just us. Like if you read the Old Testament in our Bible reading plan that we started, the three year Bible reading, we've been reading through Genesis and, God will say things to like Abram. He'll say, I'm the God that called you out of the land of Ur to this place. And you say, well, why does he have to remind him? Well, it's because we, just they, just like us, would attach certain meanings to certain gods and certain theology. They'd get funky, just like us, right? And so God's like, hey, let me remind you. I, I think one of the, I think one of the things about maybe faith or theology today or a relationship with God that, that needs to be corrected or kind of we need to wrestle with today is you, you may hear people say, or maybe you say, or I say at different times, it's usually situational, right? We, we like to put this when it, when it serves us, but is that my faith is personal to me, right? So I've, I've got this relationship with God, but it, it's mine. It, it, so don't mess with it. And it's, Depending on where we're at in our lives, we like to kind of keep it personal. In our scripture today, we actually kind of see something different than that. And, and I think God's intention is different than that, that, that we have this personal faith. While faith is personal to each of us in that God deals with us personally, our faith and our relationship with him, we don't have that liberty to just say that it's just, it's mine. Because the Bible doesn't teach that, and God doesn't seem to be that way either. Because what do we have? We have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So God himself is a community where sharing and there's something in common together. And so what we're going to look at today <clears throat> is we're going to look at um, this, this, this new community, this community of faith that started. And it was, it was a community, that, the first church, the first followers of Jesus and here's a little bit of recap if you weren't here last week or, or if you were. <clears throat> First is that the Holy Spirit, the promised gift, uh, was received. And so reliance on him is now a part of their DNA, this new people that's, that's living like nobody else had ever lived. 
Uh, not just certain people and important people get the Holy Spirit, but everybody gets the Holy Spirit. And so there's these, this people that's, that has a new way to be human, per se. Um, P- Peter explained that the Messianic age had begun. So it wasn't just a happening, but there was a whole new context that we were living, interacting with each other, and interacting with God. Uh, also, to the reception of the Spirit marks entrance into the church. You see that in the latter part of the chapter. And and then two, you see that it's not just for the Jews who were seen as the people that knew Yahweh, but now absolutely everybody, even Gentiles, would now be brought in. So it's very important. It was prophesied in Isaiah in the Old Testament and, and then also in Luke, who wrote Acts, spoke about it as well, that a great light was seen by the Gentiles. And so that, that the gospel then would spread uh, to all people. It wasn't just for the Jews. Uh, what we see in the chapter, uh, chapter 2 as well is that uh, we see uh, uh, people filled and partnering with the Holy Spirit. And then check this out. After Peter's sermon, 3,000 people were saved. So they went from about 120 to 3,120 in one sermon. I mean, try that on. And so all of this amazing stuff is happening, and you've got a larger growing community. And now, how do these people live? Like, what, is, what are their lives like if we were to take a look into it, and, and what can we learn from it? So let's take a look. We're in Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 42 and uh, through 47. That's where we're going to be today. So the first thing we see is, is that they're related to the word and works of Jesus, okay? So they, they had this relationship with the word and works of Jesus. And it was the Holy Spirit that was leading them into this. So the Holy Spirit, we, we like to have our categories of what the Holy Spirit is or isn't. But the Holy Spirit leads, know that. The Holy Spirit, if, if you're interacting with the Holy Spirit, he's leading you somewhere. And so, so where is he leading you? Well, he's leading us into the word and the works of Jesus. So verse 42, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. So the Holy Spirit leads into relationship with the word of Jesus. So the first church was a word church. And now we have the entire canon of the New Testament uh, where it is laid out for us where you've got the gospels and then you've got, you know, you have narrative writing, you have letters and, and, and all sorts of things in, in the New Testament for us to read. But for them, they would read <clears throat> some of the writings of the, the early church uh, fathers, and they would read the Old Testament. Um, but here it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So somehow the apostles w- would teach and share different things that they learned from Jesus. And, and then they were devoted to that. And so they were, they were focused on, on the word. Uh, Romans ten seventeen says this. It says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. And so <clears throat> why, what, what's important about that? Well, we all want faith. Faith is, is what we, is what we use to live life. It's not just a religious thing. And that, you're gonna hear that time and time again. I talked about last week that Acts is not a, it's not about a, how to do a religion. In the Bible, it's really not how to do a religion. It's really about to be, hu- how to be human. And so, when we look at the, at the Word of God and we look at faith, uh, what does faith have to do with this? It's not faith so I can, so I can, do my religion, but faith has to do with allowing God to permeate into my life and so that his life would be 
involved in my life and me walking with him. And if you think about faith, faith is really a muscle, right? So, so if you say, hey, I want to get strong, or I want to get buff. Well, you know, what do you do? Well, you, you, need, to, you, need, to, you need to tear your muscles, uh, that's actually how your muscles grow. Uh, you actually stretch them and then they grow back stronger. So faith is a muscle like that too. And, and so if we want more faith, if we want faith to live this life in a different way, you know, you're, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're, you're a parent, uh, you're an employee, you're a neighbor, uh, you're, you're a child, all those things that we need faith for. Uh, well, if you want more of that, what scripture says is it says that faith comes from hearing the message or the word of God. And I'll tell you what, it's true. It's just absolutely true. It's one of those timeless principles that, it, that if, you, if you put yourself, if you devote yourself like these guys to the Word of God, you absolutely will grow your faith. And it's not always something that is just like you, you know, you do it and, and you, you know, you, you, you know, what is the, is it, you know, what's the, uh, like the cartoon person, the super, you know, pow, where they power up and they, do you know what I'm talking about? Hulk Hogan? Yeah, Hulk, you know, yeah, Hulkamania run wild on you, but, you know, it's just, but, but just, it's, it's not like you read it and all of a sudden, ooh, I feel, you know, it's just, you know, now I've got, but it's kind of like something happens in you. And, and, and everything's different. And when I, when I first met Jesus, people told me to get in the Word. And my first, like, overnight with Christians, uh, you know, on this ski trip, it was ugly because I didn't know how to act, right? So I get up the first morning, and I'm just kind of walking around, and there's this guy, and he's got the Bible open. First time I've ever seen somebody read the Bible. And I ask him, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, reading the Bible. You know, and, and, and I'm, okay, well, why are you doing that? You know, I mean, just totally clueless about what he's doing. And he's just, he's like, because I like to do it. And, and I mean, here's this huge moment for this guy, and he's totally grumpy. I don't know if his cornflakes were bad or he didn't have coffee yet. But here's this kid, right? And I met Jesus on that trip, so it's all good. But, but now I know. And then once I came to faith in Jesus, people would tell me, we got to get in the Word. And, and you probably hear that. But I will say that, you know, over, you know, almost 30 years now, that, that, that most days I'll get in the Word and I'll read. And what it does is it gives me faith. And, it changes my perspective. It, it helps me see things differently. Like our, our Bible reading program, the other night I was, I, was, I was a couple days behind. Do you feel good? Okay. You feel okay? Okay. I was a few days behind. And so it was late at night. I'm like, you know, I'm going to read. I was, I'm going to read a few chapters. And I was three days behind. Do you feel even better? Okay. And so I, I caught up and I'm going through and it was straight fire. I mean, it was, it was like God was just, he was just ministering to my soul. And it was just so intimate and so good where he was speaking to me about my life and, and some things I was kind of shaming myself on. And, and it didn't even have to do with exactly that, but he was using Abram's life and what he was going through and speaking to me. Now, I'll tell you, other times I'm reading and I'll fall asleep. You feel better? Okay. And so, but, but, but here's the thing though. It's a discipline. It's being devoted. And so the first church was a word church. And, and also too, what we see though, too, is we see that the, that the Holy Spirit also leads into relationship with the works of Jesus, okay? And so we want to be not just people that are about the Word of God, but we also want to be about the works of God. So we see the Word, right? I can know the Word, but, but here's the thing. The Word is, and this isn't to, 
to not give it its rightful due. It's the word of God. It's set apart. Nothing else is like it. Okay. It's God speaking to us. It, 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 you know, it does amazing things. I mean, it gives me faith and all kinds of stuff. But it, here's the thing though, you guys. It is the menu. It's the menu. In other words, like, can you imagine going to an amazing restaurant that somebody told you about and just kind of checking out the menu and, and just, and then, and then just, you know, and then leaving. And it was like, oh man, I read it. Oh yeah, that one thing looks so good. You know, it's great. And just walk out the door. No, you order it. And Jesus spoke about that. When he came, when he came uh, onto the scene and there was the religious people that knew God, he said to them, he said, he said, you guys, my paraphrase, you guys feel so good that you know the scriptures and, and you, you talk about them, you share them with other people, but the scriptures speak of me. In other words, they knew it so well, but when God showed up in the flesh, they totally missed it because they weren't walking with him. They, they, they knew it for a religion rather than letting it permeate their lives. And so they had to let it become a work, not just the word. They, they, knew, they knew the work. And so James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Like, here's, here's the cliff notes. If you want to grow just abundantly in Jesus. When you see something that he says, apply it and do it. Look for opportunities. And say, Lord, I, I agree with you on that. I'm going to do that. If you want to speed up your, growth, your spiritual growth, do, do what he says to do. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful in all of those things, but it means that you're going to be where he is. And you're going to be walking with him. And you're going to join him in that. Whereas in, 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 in it's different just having a menu or just doing that. Also, John 14, 12, it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. So Jesus says that. And he says, I mean, what were the things that he was doing? He was healing the sick. He was raising the dead. He was casting out demons. He was, he was doing all of these things that, that, that we get to do as well. And sometimes we like to relate that to history. Uh, in other words, we read history, we read of wars, and we read of presidents and people, and, and we, don't, we don't do that. We experience it, we sense it, we read it, but we don't do it, but the Bible's different. The things that we see Jesus do, what he says there, we are supposed to do as well. I, I remember the first time that I prayed for the sick, per se. We were at this, we were, I was in this nine-month uh, evangelism Bible school program, my early 20s, and we're up at this camp, and one of, the, um, one of the girls there had a hurt leg, like an ankle. And, you know, so it's like, hey, let's do the things Jesus did. Let's pray. And so we gather around. I'm like, I've never seen this before. You know, what do we do? And, and I'd seen other people do it, but I hadn't done it. And so I'm just like, okay, you know, we pray. And, and somehow, coming to faith in my teens, I hadn't really, like I'd other, seen other people do it, but nobody had ever invited me to do it as well. They taught me to read the word and see the things, but the works hadn't been invited in. So I'm like, let's do this. So we pray and, you know, I don't know, what are we supposed to do, you know, and put hands on it, whatever. Anyways, the girl was praying, the girl was healed. We're sitting there and I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And so I'm walking around looking, who's hurt? Who's sick? You know, anyway, hey, you know, I'm like, this is amazing. I got to give somebody else this thing. And what I found out was, is, is that sometimes that healing happens and sometimes it doesn't. 
And um, typically when I go into a hospital, I'm looking for other people to pray for. Uh, you know, if, if somebody is, is there that I know I'm going to pray for, and, and I'll, I'll look for who else can I pray for? Uh, who else can be there? And, and I've seen God do amazing things as that walks out. But, but the works of God were to do as well as the first church was there. And, and here's the thing. We, we, try, we think then the word, we're like, I can do that, right? Like, I can read it. I can write notes on it. It's mine. But now the works, that's a whole other weird thing, right? Like, what, what, what do I do? I mean, I'm going to do that. Here's the thing. If you're in the word and you're wanting to obey what he says and do what he says and be a doer, then you'll just walk it out. Because all it is is just partnering with him and loving other people. It's just loving other people. Because it's not just the miraculous, like praying for healing. It's, it's loving people. And actually, that's great if you can pray for somebody to be healed, but you're a jerk. That doesn't work, right? It, it, so, so focus on loving people. How can I love people? And here's, here's the key distinctive, though, is this. If you really want to be somebody that's about the works of God, too, is, is just this. This one thing, it turns on this hinge, is that when somebody says, I, I need, I want, I hurt, I, you know, this going on, is can I pray for you right now? Okay? It's just, it, it, and then typically God will do what God wants to do. Can I pray for you right now? That makes a difference. Sometimes what we do, well-meaning, is we say, I'll pray for you, right? And sometimes we forget. or some, But it's not so much on us with that, but it's what it communicates to the person. It communicates to the person that, the, that God is at your church or at your home or somewhere else. But when you say, can I pray for you right now? Then it opens up and God's like, yeah. All right, I'm here. You're recognizing my presence. And the other person sees that as well. We also see that the Holy Spirit uh, in this passage, and we see is that uh, we're related to each other. So verse 42, the last part of it, it says, and to the fellowship. So they're devoted to the fellowship, the first followers of Jesus were. And then in verse 44, it says, all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need. So the Holy Spirit leads into relationship with others. He's always leading us into, and this is where that, that personal faith thing comes in, is that we typically like to keep the faith personal because it's kind of, we can own it and we can have our own kind of pet theologies too, right? But it's kind of, it's kind of intimidating, like speaking what you believe about God or your experiences about God in the midst of other people. Because people test it, especially these days. If you put it out there on the, on the internet or social media, it, it, people, right? People pick it apart. And I, I feel it. I, sometimes I get scared to put something like, gosh, you know, is, is somebody, well, that's not this. I mean, it's like everybody has digital courage these days, right? And they just love to rip you apart. But the church, what the Holy Spirit does is he leads us into relationship with one another so that we can sharpen each other, so that we, we can, be fine-tuned. Michelle, my wife, it's interesting, she, she wasn't raised in a, in a Christian home in the church, and, and she started going to a, a youth group uh, that was similar to Young Life, but was in the Catholic church. And she heard about Jesus and kind of started doing the Christian religion, um, but she wasn't like there, like where she, she had that personal relationship with Jesus. And so she went to this camp, and she was a counselor at the camp, Okay, but she she wasn't there yet, and so she goes, and this woman 
you know, it's being worked out. This woman noticed, she's like, she's awesome, but there's something missing. And so she led Michelle to Jesus as a Christian counselor at a Christian camp, right? And so however God works, he works, you know, he goes backwards and does all kinds of stuff. But Michelle, as she shared, her relationship with God was worked out in the midst of community. So the Holy Spirit leads us to that. Now, the first church was a loving church. If you were to, if you were to really look at that, is that, Zane, go ahead and go back, bud. Um, uh, it was a loving church. Uh, so, you know, we look at the, the word fellowship in, in 42, the last part there, into the fellowship. So it's koinonia, right? I, one of my youth leaders, when I was a youth pastor, he was, he was an older gentleman, and he, no joke, if you said koinonia, he would say, it's kinonia. And so he had this thing, and, and his name was Eric, but his name really was Eric, but he said it was Eric, and he was so interesting. He was a teacher and an architect, and he lived in the kibbutz in Israel for a while, and so he had all this stuff, but, but Eric would say, it's Kenania, and he did it to our senior pastor once at this, you know, this meeting, big thing, it's Kenania, and, and, and Mark did great. He just kind of laughed and went on, and, and, but then, no joke, he also too would say, uh, I, we, we'd be with the youth and I say, Eric, do you have anything? And he says, well, we just, we need more agape and phileo love. We need more agape and phileo love. Didn't matter what it was teaching on, what was going on. We need more agape and phileo love. So phileo, the, the, the brotherly love and the agape, the unconditional love. And it is stuck with me. And there's been many times actually where, you know, I'm kind of like, God, Show me what to do here. What do we need to do? And well, we need more agape and phileo love. You know, more unconditional acceptance, more brotherly love with one another. And that's what the early church had is that they would meet and they had this koinonia comes from koinos, which is common. So they had things in common, right? There's an uptrend in, in local establishments and things these days, like where it's kind of the common place or the, the meeting place where you partake and you share it with each other. But that's how the, the early church was. So they had shared fellowship with God, where we meet with God together. Um, I, I've had some powerful times with God individually, but I think the most powerful times are where, the, where, there's, where there's other people where we're able to encourage each other and the Holy Spirit and me, you know, interacts with the Holy Spirit and them. And that's, that's where we have shared experience with God together. It, it brings validity to what I'm experiencing. It, um, I remember when uh, I, I was in my, uh, I was a young youth pastor and, and started to kind of hear about tongues, like, you know, the gift of tongues. And, and I'm kind of like, so I'm, I'm like, okay. So I, in my own prayer time, I started, you know, Praying and ask God for that and, and enjoyed that as far as an inner way interacting with Him and, and praying with Him. And, and there was a prayer meeting one day and, and I started to kind of pray just quietly, like under my breath in tongues. And, and this person next to me, um, they said, you know, it's funny. I, I heard the interpretation of what you're saying. I'm like, great. Cause I've been doing this for months and I have no idea what I'm saying, you know, but I think I'm doing, you know, and she said, you're, you were saying praise the Lord over and over again. I'm like, all right, cool. And so if, if that's all I can do and pray, that's fine. But there was that shared experience where she brought validity to something. I'm like, 
you know, where I felt like I was having this intimacy with God in prayer, but she was able to, to speak to that. So that's what happens when we have a shared fellowship with God. Also, to shared generosity. You know, the church brings this opportunity for us to be generous with one another. We're not to be only generous with the church, but it gives us opportunity where we, we give of our resources for others to share and to support the work that God's doing. And, you know, typically in the church, if you're like our groups, like if you have if you have needs, whether social or or um, or emotional or uh, or you know uh, financial or different things, the best place to be is is within a group. Not that I was going to be your best friend, or not you know that all your problems are going to be sorted out. But typically, if it's like yeah, I, I kind of need a little bit of help, and, and other people can you know what hey, I've got some work for you, or or hey, we can help you out this time. Or but that's the thing that happens with the church. The church has always been that way that we step in for one another and be there for one another. There's also, too, it says that they would share their property and possessions uh, with one another, and, and that was voluntary. Uh, I've had some interaction with some different cults and over the years that I, actually people very near and dear to me um, you know, got pulled into these things where it was you know, that, that if you're a true follower of Jesus, you sell everything you have and you live in this community. And the problem with that is, is that is that any time that we say, well, you have to do this, what happens is, is whatever you say they have to do typically replaces the Holy Spirit. Because now that's the thing. The community now speaks to you. The community now tells you to do this. But this is being led by the Holy Spirit. And, and that's, that's one of the funnest things you can do is, is that when you're doing your life and you've got your budget and your things and, and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear of a need and you hear this, I should help them. We should do this. Well, right, but, but we, we saved this for this. And right, but, you know, th- I think this is God's heart. Let's do this and, and let's, let's give to that. And first time I did that, I was in this, this Bible program. And, and the, the family that uh, I would um, give a ride to, uh, there was a young man that um, a couple years younger than me that I would drive to this Bible school. And, and the dad was a pastor. And <clears throat> Uh, I think the, the church is closed and they were just hurting financially. Like they're maybe going to lose their house, all this stuff. And so I'm, I felt like the Lord told me like, Hey, um, you know, uh, take a 20 and, and give it to him. Like big difference. Right. But you know, time, I'm like, come put a 20. So I take a 20 and I, 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 I slide it underneath the coffee maker thinking they won't know it's me. Right. You know? And so, so they find it. They found it years later. They told me, we knew that was you, but here's the deal. I didn't have money to pay for like the next week for this school. Uh, I, there was payments for the school I was in and I needed like 400 bucks for the next payment. And so I was saving up and I'm like, well, gosh, 20, what can I do? So no joke, that same day, I gave that 20, like a couple hours into the school day, they say, hey, Cody, we need to talk to you. And having bad principal experiences, I'm like, oh man, I'm in trouble. This is bad. And, and, but they pull me in and say, hey, somebody paid off the rest of your, you know, your next payment for, for the deal. And that's not how it always works. I've done it before too. And it's just like, I do it. And then it's like, it's sacrifice. It hurts. Like sometimes it like return. But I will say that the richest experience with others in the body of Christ is where it is when it hurts. Is where you sacrifice something. Is where you, you give up of yourself, uh, to help other people. We also see that we're related to God. And so in the latter part of 42, verse C, part C, it says, to the breaking of bread and prayer. So, that, so they were devoted to this as well. And that's kind of like they would have uh, communion or the Lord's Supper, but then they would also have potluck, 
Okay? And so, I mean, think about it. You know, the times that we've had potluck or cookouts together, aren't those the best days? Right? There's just something about it where you, you share something with other people. And so that's what they would do. To, they had meals and the Lord's Supper. And then every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So the Holy Spirit leads into relationship with God. Uh, know that, that, that the, the Christian faith or the Christian spirituality is not all about you ratcheting up effort. It's not all about like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this Christian thing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it like nobody else. It's, it's, that just is, is, is so hard. Jesus said, you know, hey, if, if anybody is, is, is burdened and heavy laden, you know, if you have a yoke on you, like the yoke of religion, like trying really hard, know, know this, is that the Holy Spirit is leading you to relationship with God. He's chasing after you. He's coming to you. And so typically, though, it's, it's you know, in, instead of like grabbing tightly, you know, onto this thing, it's, it's receiving. It's, it's having time to do it. It's hard today because we lack gap time. That's what they're saying, you know, they, is that our greatest challenge as people, I'm sure for the West, is that we are losing more and more gap time because we're replacing gap time with screen time. And gap time is where I've got nothing to do. I, right? I'm, 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 I'm left with me. I'm hanging out with me. You, you know those feelings where, you know, you're, you're at the stoplight. It's just me. And typically that's gap time. And in that gap time is a great place to breathe, is to relax. But what we do is we ratchet it up and we see what's going on. Right? And we've got FOMO. It's like, what's going on? You know, and, and, did any, you know, and so, so we're losing that. And yet those are typically the moments where it's like God is calling to us as well. So what they would do is the early followers, they worship took place in the temple and in the home and their worship was glad. They was joyful, glad and sincere heart. So there was a consistency that the Holy Spirit led them into as he does with us. Lastly, we're related to the world. So praising God and enjoying the favor of all people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So the Holy Spirit also leads into relationship with the world. Okay? So so it was the, it was the Lord who added to their number. Notice that. Okay? That too is if if we can just like chill out when it comes to right one of the biggest guilt things being a pastor for for a while and, and for me and then also for people is you know like you know I got to do it. I got to share Jesus, right? And um right there where it's like there's this thing like it's on me the heart is right, but the, the kind of the, the vehicle is wrong. Um, what Jesus would do, right, because he's a pretty good example of how to connect people to God, is Jesus would spend time with the Father, and then he would spend time with the people. And then he'd look to see what the Father was doing and, and, and do that. So there was, a, there was an easiness about it. But he, he could only give what he received, and so it is with us. And so our, our number one like priority as is, is followers of Jesus is we do, the Holy Spirit is leading us to a relationship with the world, those that don't know Jesus, but it's out of this relationship with the Father. And so I, I, my number one thing is to receive, receive from him, and, and out of that, the overflow comes where I'm going to be with other people. Because if I spend time with Jesus, Jesus is going to share his heart with me for other people. 
And as I, as I recognize, as I hear things, and I invite Jesus into my day in and, and those things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to you know, share that with other people. And so the Holy Spirit leads us into that as well. And so it, notice, too, it says, it says that, you know, that it was daily to the number that were being saved. And that's important, too. Um, you know, their witness was daily. It was consistent. Uh, and I, I, here, here's the thing. People try to be like, what well, do I talk about Jesus or I not talk about Jesus? Well, here's the thing. If Jesus is a part of your life, you're going to talk about him. Like, not like, hey, you know this history book. Because what, what happens a lot of times for people, I think, that don't know Jesus or not a part of the church or whatever is you bring up something and it's kind of like you're, you're like, hey, you're like out of nowhere, hey, I was reading about Abraham Lincoln. And, you know, it, it's, but, but if you're walking with Jesus and you're being with him and living with him, and, you know, then it's, it's, it's a whole different thing because he's a part of your life. Um, it's like when I share about something Michelle's doing or uh, like the other night, a couple of, couple, uh, couple of you guys walked in. There was this meeting for Young Life, getting that started in this area. And somebody's like, hey, how's it going? Hey, where's your wife? You know, and it's like, you know, why? Because uh, she's better than I am. And so, but, but we talk about there's relationship there, right? And so with, with Jesus, it's that same thing. And so, yes, share with the world and the Holy Spirit's leading us there. But it's, it's out of that relationship with Jesus as well. So, so what do we do with this? You know, we, we see the first church. Well, we don't say, man, we stink. These guys had it all together. No, they were a mess. They were, they were, you know, they had all kinds of stuff going on. It's clear. It's, it's written throughout Acts and other books. But there's principles here that we see, that we can learn about the Holy Spirit, about what's important to Him. And so as we live this out and walk this out as a church, let's let Him lead us into deeper relationship with, with each other. Let's let him lead us into deeper relationship with him. That's really the purpose. Like, as we looked at this year, why are we going to study Acts? Well, I think that we would go a, a long way if we can learn to be the people of God together, if we can be a family together, is, is we can look here and say, well, how does this work out here? That's, I, I want to have more stories, because we read these guys' stories, but wasn't it wonderful to hear Audrey's story today? Like, you know, what she shared? Like, wh- what, what rose up in you when she shared that? Like, wh- what encouraged you? Or how were you challenged? You can speak. Yeah, yeah. The guilt she didn't feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. Who else? I mean, what, what did God, I mean, speak through that? Just a little short story. Blessing of friendship. Blessing friendship, yeah. Yeah. It brought substance. Reach but, out to others, whether they, you know they're Christian or not, that you can listen to their story and gain reassurance of faith. Yeah. Yeah, good, good. So we're going to try to have that each week if we can. It's just somebody, somebody share a brief little story. And so if you have one, uh, let me know. Because, you know, if, if you're reading through the, the Bible and it's encouraging you, or if, or if you have a Jesus moment, you, you interact with somebody, or, or, and it doesn't have to be a success story. Uh, it, can be a, it can be a, you know, hey, I went and this thing thought it was God, and, and, you know, it totally wasn't, but I did it. You know, that's okay too. But as we go through Acts, let's learn to do that together. And then the last thing is to apply this is that I think that gap time thing, you know, let's, let's, let's deal with that. Let's invite God into that time where 
um, we, we, don't have, we don't have margin, right? We need margin in our lives because margin is where, um, and even too, if you're like, no, 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 I, got, I, I don't need that time because I got God's schedule, right? I, I'm, I got him in there and it's here. Well, um, it's, where, it's where just the things are able to breathe and there's life. And so can we become, not only just in our personal lives, but then also, too, as we walk through Acts, let's become that way together, too. 